Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Big Nasty. Yeah, Big Nasty. All Fame Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan, baby. This is Mike Allstott, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you're listening to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Cannon Fire Podcast, brother. You ain't listening, and you're missing out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. I am your host, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, as always, my good buddy and co-host, the Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. Evan, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing uh, doing pretty good on this fine Monday afternoon, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's afternoon, yeah. <laughs> I had to check my clock back, but yeah, it's definitely afternoon. It's definitely that time where the day just starts to mesh together. You said you had to check your clock. You didn't know what time it was by even looking outside. The lack of scheduling in my life lately has been my downfall. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, days start to mesh together. But luckily, today on the show, we do have some Buccaneers-related things we are going to cover. You know, I kind of wanted to call it the bad news episode because I wish we had some better things to tell you about. But regardless of all of that, we still have some news we're going to go over for you today. So welcome back to the show as we get geared up and ready to go for episode 119. We appreciate you listening on any of our podcast platforms or watching us with video over on YouTube.com. So let's just jump right into it. We got some slate of stories. The first one we're going to get into is kind of like I mentioned before, not the greatest news that you would want to hear. But regardless, let's just get into it. So Buccaneers offensive tackle Donovan Smith. Put out an Instagram post, and it was a letter addressed to the NFL and the NFL Players Association. Donovan Smith, who is expecting his first child in three weeks, by the way, he raised many concerns about how he and his teammates are supposed to protect themselves and their families and about the NFL's testing protocols. He also questioned the NFL's proposal to slash 35% of player salaries due to lost revenue. Here is a quote from Donovan Smith that has been making the rounds. It says, Risking my health, as well as my family's health, does not seem like a risk worth taking in address to playing during the pandemic. So, is there a real possibility that Donovan Smith just opts out and doesn't play football this season? I mean, I think there is, obviously. When when you say something like that, I mean, you're definitely thinking about it. And, you know, would it suck? Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, some fans would probably be like, no, that's good. (laughs) But... Um, is Donovan Smith seems to be one of those guys that just gets hated on no matter what. So, um, but I mean, it, it would be a blow, but I mean, you know, he's not the only one that's considering opting out right now. Maybe not on the books, but just in the NFL. Um, and he's, and if he does opt out, I'm sure there's going to be other players that opt out. There's, he's definitely not going to be the only player. So, um, you know, it, it sucks. However, I think, you know, if he feels like this is the right decision, hey, 
You know, I mean, if he's expecting a child right now, you know, that's more important than playing football. It just is. And um, it's always going to be. And I think, you know, if, if he makes that decision, cool. You know, I think it's the right decision. If he makes a decision to play, cool. I think it's the right decision. I, I don't think he can make a wrong de- de- decision here. And um, but whatever he goes with, I think, you know, a lot of people just have to sit back and realize that at the end of the day, football's a game. And this is his life, right? What if he goes out there and and he ends up getting uh, testing positive for the virus and then he goes home to his wife and, you know, he gives it to her and she's with the baby that, that could really complicate some things. So, uh, you know, I think a lot of people just disrespect his decision no matter what it is. But I do think it's a real possibility. I'm not 100 percent sure he's going to, but I think it's a real possibility that, that he could. Yeah, and the way that I look at it, and I'm sure you feel the same, it's hard to really criticize anything that he said. You know, people, there are people out there who are just like, ah, shut up and play football, but I've never been that type of guy. You know, with everything going on in the world right now, it is much bigger than the sport of football. And it would suck for us, you know, if we don't have football this year, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. But what I'm trying to say is that Donovan Smith, his viewpoint is 110% valid. I am not going to sit here and say that he needs to worry about football and blocking for Tom Brady because he does have a newborn child. He does have a wife that he has to go home to. And at the end of the day, all of these NFL players are the guys who have to suit up every single week, take whatever precautions they have to. The last thing that we heard from the NFL is, you know, they're going to make players wear masks on the sidelines between reps and they're starting to introduce all of these different things into the game. And I'll be honest. I think the NFL's response to a lot of this is very, very out of touch, including that 35% player salary that has to go um, into all of these teams and all of these billionaire owners that are, you know, quote-unquote losing money because of the lack of fans in the stands. It is kind of ridiculous, and I I think Donovan has every right to feel the way that he does. Yeah, here's the stupidest thing about what the NFL is doing. This is the stupidest rule, I think. So you're allowed to hit each other for 60 minutes, but then you can't swap jerseys at the end. Yeah, the NFL (laughs) came out just recently last week. I'm sure you guys saw the report. They are banning jersey swaps after the game. You know they wanted to do that for a long time. They've wanted to do that for a long time. This is the same league that finds the players when the players hand the ball to somebody in the stands. Right, some little kid, it's his first game, and he's seeing his favorite player in person. And they got to dock him an extra two hundred and fifty grand because he gave away NFL property. Give me a break. And a thirty-hour uh, football. Exactly. I will say this as well before we move on. I do believe that if there are players in a similar boat to Donovan Smith, which I'm very sure there are, there's plenty of players in the NFL who have room to feel this way. They need to step up and do something better. They've had all the time in the world. Literally, they have had the luxury of time, something that these sports do not have. The NBA is looking to start back up in two weeks, and we got a report today that Russell Westbrook has coronavirus, and he's not going to be able to play the season, probably, maybe. He's going to be self-quarantining. You know, so these sports who are scheduled to start, like the NHL, the Tampa Bay Lightning held their first official practice back today. That's a big deal, but you got to care about player safety. Yeah, I mean, the the MLB MLB wasn't able able to start their season. Exactly. You know? I mean, exactly. the NFL was very lucky at the time because the NFL wasn't even in season. So, you know, like you said, time was definitely on their side. Yeah. So right now, if there's players speaking out like Donovan Smith who say the NFL needs to do better, at the end of the day, they just need to do better. And that's kind of where we sit with this right now. 
So let's move on. Actually, before we finish up with that Donovan Smith thing, I wanted to ask the possibility of Donovan Smith opting out. If he does not play this season, I know we talked a little bit before the show started, and we never got a concrete answer. I don't think there's been an official answer yet by this, but if he sits out, we have to assume that that money going towards his contract, what is it, 13 or $14 million this year, becomes available for the Bucks to use in the cap? Uh, yeah, I, I've heard a lot of conflicting things about it. I've heard yes, I've heard no. I, I'm not sure... If like he opts out, if they're just going to get fourteen million dollars in cap space, um, but I think that they might get like a percentage of it back. So I think if he, if he doesn't play, they will be gaining some cap space. I don't know about the full money, but they would be gaining some, I believe. And if we do get to that point, I'm sure there is a process that would have to be done that we'll learn more about. Obviously, we'll cross that bridge if we come to it. But let's talk about really quickly the possibility of Donovan Smith not playing. If the money owed on his contract does become available for the Bucks to use, are there any plug-and-play guys at that left tackle position? Because I don't feel comfortable with anybody on that offensive line right now just jumping over to left tackle. I don't think that would be a very wise decision for Tampa Bay. A couple of names that I had written down, I want to get your thoughts and see if you had any of the same or different names. I've got Jason Peters, 38 years old, but... I mean, he's still just as as athletic as he can be. He's showing he has a lot left in the tank, and he really wants to go out there and play. So Jason Peters, a popular option I've heard for the Bucs to pick up. Greg Robinson, left tackle. He's a free agent from Cleveland. He's pretty good. And then uh, Dakota Dozier out of Minnesota is another name that I saw floating around. All three of those guys, free agents right now. Who were you thinking? Uh, Okay, so one, uh, just wanted to to side note there. Uh, I remember you telling me Robinson before – uh, the episode, and the name didn't register until now. Um, <laughs> Greg, Greg Robinson isn't going to happen. Um, he's a free agent, mostly because uh, he what, what he had like 20 pounds of weed in his car or whatever he got oh, found Jesus or something. Christ, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, seriously, when like, I was looking up like free like agent possibilities, I, I typed in left tackle free agents NFL, went to overthecap.com, and I looked at all these free agents, and he was one of the notable names I saw on there. I had no idea that he was busted like that. Yeah, I think that that's, that's why he was uh... – that, that that's why he's still available. So I, I don't think he's. I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, but I mean, Jason Peters is also on my list, as I'm sure probably be every list. I think when you're talking about something like that, yeah. uh, just a guy that can plug and play. There's been rumors that he wanted to play for the Bucks, maybe. Like you know, and, you know, before the draft, there was some rumors that maybe the Bucks were interested. That really got shut down after the draft once they picked Tristan Wirfs. Uh, but I have another name here, and it's going to be, I don't know, it might bore some people, but, um, oh, I'm sorry, not even that. Greg Robinson, I just looked it up. This was February 21st, 2020. Greg, <laughs> Greg Robinson arrested for alleged possession of 157 pounds of marijuana. Yeehaw! <laughs> Woo! Oh, man, that's great. It, wow. it was in his car. <laughs> he's facing up to 20 years in prison. <laughs> Good God. So I guess he's not going to be playing left tackle for anyone uh, that, anytime that's soon. That's not going to happen. Maybe like the longest yard situation. Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, back to the, the Jason Peters thing. So, yeah, I think that's a possibility. And my other one is going to bore some people. But 
Tristan Wirfs has played left tackle before. So I think, you know, it's not like he's been playing right tackle here with the Bucks the whole time. He hasn't even been with the Bucks yet. Yeah. So I think he would be able to, for a year, you know, it might maybe hinder his development. But I think this was the Bucks' plan anyway because you're not going to pick really a right tackle. You shouldn't, at least in the top 15. I think they were going to move him to left anyway once they maybe moved on from Donovan Smith. I think you could maybe move, on, move Tristan Wirfs to left tackle and then just re-sign DeMar Dotson to play right tackle. And yeah. then, like, it's it's not ideal, but it's I think that's better than what you'd have now. So um, I I think that's – if I, I also think Dots would be cheaper than, than Peter. So if you wanted to go a little bit cheaper option, more familiarity with the scheme, um, especially when, you know, you're not going to be able to have really any type of – like obviously no OTAs, no mini camp. There's barely gonna be a preseason, if any preseason. Um, Maybe you know, so I, time in training camp, but that doesn't even make yeah, up for all the time I mean, you missed yeah, in the spring. I, I think I think getting a guy that was here last year is familiar with the system, is a veteran. I, I think it can make some sense to bring back uh, Dotson on a on a cheap one year deal, um, in case Donovan Smith, you know, can't can't go. And that is pretty interesting that you brought that up. I like that possibility. I know I opened this up with saying. I wouldn't feel comfortable with any moves the Bucks could make on their own offensive line. And and still, it would be kind of weird for me to see Tristan Wirfs at left tackle because, as you brought up, could hinder his development. That translation into the NFL is already tough as it is. But when you go from one side of the line literally all the way to the other side of the line, I'm sure that's not going to do him any favors. But DeMar I mean, Dawson, he, has, he has played both. Like, he played both at Iowa. That's very but true. But he, played, he played right tackle a little bit more, I think. But, yeah. I mean, he has, he has experience playing both. But DeMar Dotson still being a free agent is a good point that you brought up. And I just – here's my thing with Dot. I like the guy, and I'm not going to sit here and harp on him and say anything negative about him because he has been 110% serviceable to the Buccaneers offensive line for many years. But when Over you look 10. At, when you it's look crazy, at a lot of his game film, especially from last year, you know, a common theme that I saw in his game was when he would get beat, he would just break down. And it was like he just wasn't strong enough, and that's what concerns me. Oh know? yeah, he he wasn't he wasn't good last year. Yeah, but I just don't know if you're not signing Jason Peters or trading for somebody. I don't know if there's any other better option than just moving Tristan Wirfs to left and having Dotson at right. Like I I don't definitely I, saves I don't. you a headache, and it's a little bit of familiarity for Dot. He's pretty easy to plug and play at that right tackle position. He's been there for so long, and. You know, I mean, a lot of these older guys, they don't need a preseason. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, Dotson probably, probably wouldn't even have played much in a preseason anyway. So Exactly. So, uh, actually, can I ask you I ask you a question here. Speaking of preseason and veterans. Okay. I saw this today on Twitter. It was a question that somebody asked. So, let's say that there's two preseason games. Okay? Let's say there is two preseason games. They don't cancel the preseason. Do you play Tom Brady in both those games? I play Tom Brady in the first one, not the second one. Okay, do you play him in, like, the first half? I'll play him for one half, throw him out, put Blaine Gabbert and Ryan Griffin in third and fourth quarter, and then that second game you're probably going to get Blaine, Blaine Gabbert first half, Ryan Griffin second half if it was up to me. Okay. that's I, don't, I, I feel like I would rather have Brady do, like, a quarter in, in the first game and then, like, a half in the second game. Yeah, just because he's missing a ton of time, and normally you'd play probably about three preseason games, 
instead of you know like the starters at least to play about three. Yeah. So I I think um, if it wasn't the, the quarterbacks is so important for chemistry wise and you know and scheme wise that I just think that I, that's what I would do. I understand the risk, like especially if Donovan Smith can't go, like. I don't know why people still think that Donovan Smith is like the worst left tackle in the NFL because he's far from it. Um, it could be much worse. There's a lot of situations in the NFL that are not good. It definitely uh, could be much worse. I think people forget that. Yeah. I mean, I think, what was that, the Carolina game in London? Didn't Donovan Smith miss that? And mm. it, was, it was Josh Wells and uh, DeMar Dotson, I think, and Josh Wells got lit up the whole game. So. Yeah, we came to the conclusion after, I think, three or four snaps that Josh Wells just isn't very good at football. Well, he's back, so. Oh, good Lord almighty. Let's hope he's not our starting left tackle week one, which I don't think he would be. But you know how the Bucks roll. They kind of wait to I mean, if, if, they, if Donovan opts out and they don't sign anybody, that's who it's going to be. Oh, stop. I don't even want to talk about this. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, I mean, I do think, though, if Donovan opts out, they'd sign somebody. Maybe not a huge name, but they would sign somebody. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get you. And there are some options floating around. Still some left tackle free agents. Greg Robinson is not one of them. Don't be like me and not entirely do your research and just look at a list of guys who are technical free agents because he is still technically a free agent. He's just in jail, you know. So that's kind of how that goes. But the the the, the little little uh little loose on the free part. <laughs> so let's get into this next batch of stories we have got, and it has to do with a couple of Buccaneers uh, in some hot water. With the social distancing police, so we're going to get into that. The first one I'm sure you have heard about, and it is linebacker Devin White. He reportedly hosted a charity event last weekend in Louisiana that exceeded 2,000 attendees, according to a report from TMZ. His event, the second annual trail ride at his Get Live Stables, took place on Saturday in Cotton Valley, Louisiana. According to TMZ, Cotton, uh, Cotton Valley Mayor C.C. Cox said he did not expect any social distancing measures to be enforced on the 20-acre property where the event is held. Although sources later told TMZ event organizers were encouraging social distancing for people to wear masks and wash their hands. So when news first broke of this, people immediately jumped on it because, you know, it's a little bit bigger a deal when you are an NFL player doing stuff like that. Like if I got together with, you know, 2,000 of my closest friends and we went on 20 acres of property and all road horses. I don't think the news would be reporting about it, but when Devin White, well, nobody would believe it because you don't have two thousand friends. So. Hey, Jesus Christ! My Facebook well, says otherwise. You have two thousand friends on Facebook. I think I've got like fourteen hundred, and that's just because Jeez. I randomly accept people. <laughs> <laughs> so me and my Facebook friends can get together in a field there and go know. do some hooligan stuff, and the news wouldn't care. But when you're Devin White, there's an extra set of eyeballs on you, maybe an extra couple thousand. But um, he had that charity event, and to be honest with you, since it's happened, I really haven't seen any pictures of it, I haven't heard about anything bad happening, and we haven't heard any news about Devin White coming out and feeling sick or having any symptoms, so I guess all is hunky-dory, only time will tell, but uh, that's definitely something that happened. And another it's not Buccaneer, smart, I just want to put that out there, it wasn't smart by him at all. It definitely like every, every Everything's getting canceled. You, you can cancel this for one year or postpone it. Why do you have to have that now? Yeah, and I will say this. I'm not defending what he did because, again, it is much different when you are an NFL player who has games to play in this much amount of time and you have to stay healthy. But, you know, when I went to Tennessee a little while ago, we went out to an ATV campground. 
We took a camping trip for four days, and we just rode four-wheelers around. And there had to have been, for Fourth of July weekend, a couple thousand people there. But it's also different because we were up in the mountains, and there were times where we'd be riding, and we didn't see another human soul for two hours, you know? So I know it's a little bit different with a trail ride, things like that. But only time will tell, and as of right now, everything's okay. But was it a boneheaded move? Maybe. Maybe you should have put it off for at least a couple of months. And why would you want to do it in the middle of July, too? Jesus, wait till uh. it's a little bit cooler outside. Those poor horses, you better have had some water. <laughs> mm. Now, another Tampa Bay Buccaneer who is in trouble with the social distancing police is Center Ryan Jensen, who, by the way, let's just give him the credit that he deserves beforehand we get into this. He yeah, took home exactly. the first big championship of 2020 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Offensive Line Mastermind Summit in Dallas. Big Red went out there and won himself a chicken wing eating competition. That's and, my boy. Uh, I, am, I am damn proud. That's my center, baby. Yeah. Top, remember when I said he's not a top three center? I yeah. changed my mind. Yeah? yeah. I'm glad yeah. you've really yeah. come around because <laughs> Ryan Jensen is is – Probably my favorite Bucks player of these last couple of years. Maybe it's because I see a lot of myself in him. You know, the really bright red hair, the love of barbecue and big trucks and just redneck Can you shit. grow your hair out like that? Uh, I wish I could, but when my hair grows out, it grows out. It doesn't grow down and long yeah, and straight. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how mine grows. It grows, it, yeah, it grows like th- like an afro instead of like it's back. It's so thick that if I just grew <laughs> my hair, exactly, it'd be an afro. You summed it up yeah. perfectly. Yeah, exactly. My favorite player, honestly, is probably like Sean Murphy Bunting. Yeah. SMB's like a pretty cool guy. There was like actually a video of him practicing some catches in his driveway with a conveniently placed Range Rover right there, but... It was pretty good to see him get some reps. But really quickly, Ryan Jensen, he won that wing-eating competition. Did you see the picture of him doing it? No, I I think I did. Oh, my God, man. All of these large, mountainous men just elbow to elbow in this cramped room. And obviously, similar to the Devin White thing, could have been avoided. Was it a boneheaded move? Maybe definitely when you've got some football to play. But... We haven't had any news come out that he's been feeling ill, and if we do, of course, we'll be here on the show to let you know. I think but, that's like a special that me and Rhett should do. Like even over here, we should just do like a wing contest and see which one of us can eat the most in a certain amount of time. Listen, partner, I know normally this is the time of year that you come down to Tampa for training camp. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be happening this season. But yeah, it won't be. <laughs> if you are in the Bay Area for any of the games this year, depending on how that turns out, or just any time in the future. We definitely do need to hook that up because I could uh, absolutely uh, smoke you. I'm, I'm coming. Contest. You know, I'm coming. I'm coming down in November. So I'm going to get a title belt made. We're going to have the champ of CFP. Yeah. It's going to have our logo on it with some chicken wings, crossed bones right there. I'm telling you, son, you don't want this heat. All right. It'll be like Vince okay. Carter in the dunk contest. It's over. Yeah, okay. It's okay. over. All right. Chill out. Yeah. I've got your number, partner. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. That's enough of Buccaneers getting in trouble. Let's talk about one more thing to end it on a light day before we get out of here. Obviously, a shorter show than people are used to, but that's just what kind of happens when you have news like this and not a lot to talk about. Luckily, we are still pushing out content. So, Tom Brady, we talked about last week on the case of Josh Rosen. Um, We had mentioned a little bit the power of Tom Brady when we addressed those Antonio Brown rumors because... If anybody in one buck is able to talk to somebody and say Antonio Brown should play in Tampa, it's probably Tom Brady. This has nothing to do with Antonio Brown, but it does have something to do with, in my opinion, the greatest wide receiver of all time. And Tom Brady is still out here recruiting players to Tampa. Someone needs to call the NFLPA on this man. So, 
Earlier this week, Tom Brady sat down with his production company, Religion of Sports, to discuss what he considers to be his greatest performance ever. In his mind, a 2007 game against the Buffalo Bills was his greatest feat. During that game, Tom Brady threw for 373 yards and five touchdown passes, four of them going to Hall of Famer Randy Moss. In reminiscing about the game, Brady tweeted out at Moss, inviting him to come and join him in Tampa Bay for the 2020 season. He said something along the lines of, this Buccaneer Red would look really damn good on you, Randy. And in my opinion, I think Randy Randy Moss is one of those guys, just like Ocho Cinco. He could come out of retirement at any time and catch himself eight to ten touchdowns a year. Randy Moss responded, and he said he probably wouldn't even make the team with the studs down here at wide receiver, but he appreciates Brady thinking of him. And uh, I gotta tell you, when's this guy gonna stop trying to recruit talent? Never. <laughs> it's never good enough, apparently. No, I thought it's, it's we had not. a good enough so, team, but Randy Moss needs to come out. Next of thing you know, Danny Woodhead is gonna be out of retirement, and exactly. he's gonna be the receiving back that they need. Exactly. Someone needs to call the cops on Tom Brady because all of the ways that he's broken the rules since he's been down here. Oh my oh God! God. Breaking in the houses in the park. I mean, what is his deal? What a we got the gangster Tom Brady. <laughs> We got we got that West Tampa Tom Brady baby eight one three for life, but ladies and gentlemen, I mean, that's really all we had queued up for you guys today. I will say another bit of news: if you guys have been following along over on Mister Box Nation YouTube channel, we have been doing a Madden Football Simulation League for the twenty twenty Buccaneers. We got the updated rosters, updated uniforms, all of that good stuff. And yesterday, the Buccaneers made it into the playoffs. They finished the regular season. 12 and 4. They actually brought it up from behind. They finished 3 and 0 over their last 3 games to go from 9 and 4 to 12 and 4. The Saints went 16 and 0. So mm. the Buccaneers had to get in on the wild card. They played the 8-7 and 1 Dallas Cowboys in the wild card game. Came out Such an ugly record. Right? Right? The Mad NFC logic East, though. The Cowboys will beat them. The NFC East. The NFC East was just an absolute mess once again in the Madden sim. You know the Cowboys are going to beat them. Well, whenever you whenever you do a sim, whenever I do a franchise and I build a team and a team does good and I play a team that's like nine and seven in the playoffs, I lose in the first round. They're the ones that go to the Super Bowl and win it all. Every time I've yeah. made it to the Super Bowl on a franchise, I'm playing like the the eight and eight Buffalo Bills. Like it's really weird, but they you know who, you know who gets uh, the Chargers used to get to the Super Bowl a lot. Yeah, yes, they not, did. not really anymore for me though. But like the Chargers, like it, I remember in Madden nineteen, it was like the first, like the first two years, one of those years they were gonna win the Super Bowl. Yeah, oh yeah, that's how it works, man. So, in this Madden sim, wild card round, Buccaneers victorious in Jerryland against the Dallas Cowboys, so they make their way to the divisional round against the sixteen and zero New Orleans Saints. Mm. Let me tell you how that's this game in New Orleans. Too. It was in the dome. It was a tough game, and it was a game that, frankly, me and James were pretty worried about. Buccaneers go in there, and the first quarter and a half, I'm telling you, I thought this game was over. They were down 10-0, almost headed into halftime. They were able to bring it up from the rear. And then in the final two yeah. minutes of regulation, Ronald Jones takes a pass out of the backfield, scores, and the Buccaneers are up two scores. Okay? 27-13. to 13. Yeah, 27 to 13 was the score of this football game with two minutes left to go. The Saints get the ball. 85 yards downfield, Drew Brees to Michael Thomas. Okay, cool. All the Bucks got to do is get the ball back, kick a field goal. This game is over. Well, Bucks get the ball back. Obviously, that doesn't happen. And the Saints tie it up 
with less than 30 seconds to go. This playoff game is going into overtime. 27-27, Buccaneers win the uh, coin toss to start the game. They start on out on offense. They march their way down the field. Can't get in the end zone. Have to settle for a field goal. 30-27, to 27, your final score. Or, uh, not final score, I'm sorry. 30-27 to 27 is your score in overtime so far. The Saints get the ball back. They march downfield. James doesn't call a timeout. The defense gets absolutely gassed, and they march right in for six. 33-30, your final score. So our Madden Sim League has officially ended. The next stream that I think James was planning to do is coming up this Wednesday. We're going to get into the offseason. We're going to re-sign some free agents, take a look at some more talent, scout some guys before the draft, do the draft, and then hopefully be ready to go. I think we're just going to sim the preseason because nobody cares about the preseason. But hopefully we'll be ready to go for 2021 Tampa Bay Buccaneers football a little bit later this week. If you want to check out all that action and relive the 2020 season in full on the Madden Sim, go check out our buddy James Hill, Mr. Bucks Nation, right here on YouTube. But yeah, a devastating end to a storybook season. It was it was pretty sad, yeah. man. Yeah. Also, um, guys, uh, quick change of pace, I guess. Change of change the conversation uh nominate us for the best of the bay oh yeah uh best local podcast i'm surprised you forgot to mention that but. well i was going to <laughs> once we started to wrap it up but a very good point that you brought up as well creative loafing hosts this competition every single year in tampa bay and it is called best of the bay the idea is to nominate and then vote for some of your favorite tampa bay whatever you can think of it's kind of great they have categories for restaurants. They have categories for food trucks. They got categories. I forget for one I saw. It was like your best, mean. your favorite local politician, your favorite local yeah. lawyer. It was, it was like mean though. It was like the worst something. I was like, okay. it was probably it was probably like the worst politician or the worst. I was, I was like, who'd want to win that? Exactly. <laughs> but luckily, we were able to come away last year winners of best local podcast in 2019 for best of the bay. Thank you to each and every one of you who helped us get to that point. But it's that time of year again. Nominations are open. So what you need to do is go over to cltampa.com, click Best of the Bay 2020, and then scroll down and nominate Cannon Fire Podcast as Best Podcast in Tampa Bay. We took home the title last year. You go to, uh, to people, politics, and places, I think. Yeah, I believe the category, the, the subcategory is people, politics, and places. Um, you can scroll down to Best Podcast. But if you want to skip all of that, Head over to our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and you can also check out Bucks Wave on Instagram. You can look in the bio, and you'll have a direct link that you can click to take you to Creative Loafing Tampa's website, and you can go and nominate us there. You can nominate once back a day. To back. You can nominate once a day, so if you do it once, you can do it again 24 hours later, and every single vote counts. So at the end of July is when we'll find out if we were nominated, and that's when the real fun begins. If we're nominated, voting begins, and that's when we're really going to shove it down your throat. So uh, get ready for that as we look to go back-to-back, back, just like my man Evan said. Yes, sir. So, ladies and gentlemen, that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you so much for watching with video on YouTube or listening on any major podcast platform. You can listen to us on Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Podbean, and anything and everywhere else that you can download and listen to your favorite podcast. Find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast. You can follow us there for any buck news and the latest updates on the show. Whenever we go live or we're planning a hotline episode, you'll definitely hear about it on those places first. Find myself on social media, 
Instagram and Twitter. If you follow me there, I will follow you back at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. And you can follow my co-host, Mr. Evan Wanish, on Instagram and Twitter at EvanNFL, and then on Instagram at Bucks.Wave. How has Twitter been treating you lately? It's okay. Like I said, I mean, last week you asked me, and it was the same. It's a roller coaster. It all depends on when you go. It all depends on when you go on. It really right, is. Right. You know. I know today I had seen a tweet sent out early, early, early this morning by NFL Update that says, we are expecting a big week in the NFL. For yeah. better or for worse, I don't know what that could mean. I know that the news came out today that the Redskins are no longer a team. They're going to have to move on from that and figure out what that's going to be. We'll keep you updated on that. I'm sure maybe we'll mention it on next week's show. But uh, actually, you know, re- really quick before we officially wrap things up here, what is your guess for the new team name for Washington? I, I like the Red Wolves. Um, I, I like uh, I saw Redskins today on Instagram. It was a great, uh, great page run by uh, Jordan. I forget his last name, but he also the same guy. If you guys know JPA football or JPA basketball, he runs that too. So yep. he was a big fan of the Red Wolves. I just he's convinced me. Like I think it looks clean. It, it sounds good. There's a lot of marketing ideas. Um, it's a unique thing. Like besides like, the Timberwolves, there's really not much like Wolves thing. So yeah. I think uh, Red Wolves makes uh, a good bit of sense. You can keep the same colors. It seems like they're going to. Like they're not going to. Yeah, do a complete they, makeover. They so. already came out and confirmed that they're going to keep the burgundy and gold colors moving forward. So it definitely sets up um, a name that has red in it. And with that being said, I think the Red Wolves could be badass, but I am one who is really a sucker for names with like historic implications, and Red Tails really seems pretty cool to me. Obviously, you know the story of the fighter pilots. There was a movie about it. You can go check that out. It'll tell you everything you need to know because I'm not a historian, so make sure you go do that. But I've got them going with the Red Tails. Evan, you said it's the Red Wolves. If you guys have any guesses as to what the Redskins' new name could be, make sure you drop it in the comments below, and we'll respond to you and talk about it on the show next week. With all that being said, need to give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, Pinecrest Printing and Signs, before we officially wrap up and get out of here. So if you have a small business or you have a brand that you're looking to grow, Pinecrest Printing and Science is your one-stop shop for anything and everything that you're going to need to expand your business, expand your brand name, and at the end of the day, expand your exposure. That's what's most important. And these guys are going to handle it with the top quality possible. They handle anything from apparel to stickers to signs, big metal signs, vehicle wraps, any job size or small, they're going to make sure they handle it for you. RJ and his experienced staff have been helping out the Tampa Bay area since 2001, before the Buccaneers Super Bowl almost 20 years ago. I almost don't want to cry about it. With that being said, make sure you give them a call, 813-684-5444, or check out the website at pinecrestprinting.com. I'm your host, as always. It sounds like you have a wolf back there. Exactly. Yeah, that's the dog at the top of the stairs barking. They shouldn't be at the top of the stairs because there's a gate there, but knowing these golden doodles, they do everything that you wish they didn't. So I'm glad he was able to sneak in there and make an appearance. With that being said, I am Rhett Matthews signing off for my co-host, Mr. Evan Wanish, and we will catch you guys later. Thank you for listening to our show, and go Bucks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.